Hello, welcome to Geeks Unleashed. This is episode 109. I'm Mark. I'm Jasmine. Uh, and uh, we've started doing this as of last week, for, mm-hmm. especially for new people. As of episode 100, we will each week be talking about sort of our current viewing, reading, or playing geeky habits, or with a mixture of comic book news, or sorry, well, just geeky news, uh, and every week we'll pick a review, whether that's a comic book movie or a t- comic book TV show. And that is our new mission statement going forward. And before we really get started, if you are watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. We appreciate that. We would also like it if you would like this video and subscribe to our channel so that you get updates when we upload new episodes. And if you're listening on your favorite podcast platform, we appreciate that as well. We would also very much love it if you would leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or Spotify. Uh, and lastly, uh, we do have a Ko-Fi. We drop links here and there. Feel free to give a couple of quid, a couple of dollars, yeah. a couple of peanuts. Anything is well received. So um, anyway, have you had a good week? Uh, it's it's the first full week back after all of the holiday vacationing. So it was oh, a yeah. like rough work week. <laughs> I was very happy to have the That's weekend here. Yeah. That's how I feel. I'll be honest with you. I'm pretty shut now. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's back to... Uh, Back to the grind. Back to the grind and people's expectations being um, yesterday. So, so, I mean, look, you know, everyone's got work regardless of what it is, you know. I'm sure Elon Musk even puts in a busy day. So, Uh, uh, Well, yeah, a busy day, like messing something up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, (laughs) uh, you know, I'm sure he's had stressful days in his life. So, Uh, sure. uh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm, but equally, how I'm can sure I they're... break this billion dollar company today? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Elon, if you wanted to donate to our Kofi, we'd really appreciate that. You could you could spare more than a few bucks if you wanted to. Just you could draw the whole kitchen sink round. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, have you? So yeah, to be honest, this week, like the week disappeared. Yeah. Beyond, I don't, you know, saw family yesterday, saw a friend of mine yesterday, I've seen for about three years because of COVID and other things. We, we were discussing it yesterday. There was a few times that we tried to meet up, and every time we tried to meet up, the government dropped another lockdown on us. Oh, um, that's so, yeah. uh, There was a couple of times we went to meet up, and then I think we kind of just gave up. And uh, so it was actually nice meeting up for a beer in the day. I don't really yeah. drink in the day that often anymore, the, uh, the days that I've gone. Day uh, drinking fin- is the day best. Drinking. Day drinking, yeah. So I, fin- <laughs> I finished one, I only had the one beer of it. Because I then had to carry on driving. I went yeah. out for about an hour and a half, and then had to get. Then I went around to see family. I uh, got some late Christmas presents. So I got a graphic novel from my sister, which was cool. Uh, nice. uh, it's a Chip Zdarsky graphic novel. I think it's called New Burn or New something like that. I haven't read it, but I sent her a list of a couple of graphic novels that I quite fancied. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a record uh, from my parents, uh, the Fratellis, with their first album, which I've been wanting for ages. It's Never heard of them. Oh, it's okay. a British. It's a British band. It's a British band. So. Um, you should listen. There's a couple of tracks. They're good, actually, like Chelsea Dagger, uh, Creeping Up the Backstairs. There's a good, good couple of tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, for the week, we're going to chat about catching up and stuff. Like, my Switch has had love during the week. <laughs> i tell you what, the Switch is a nice thing to play. It's not stressful. Mm-hmm. It's not like playing The Last of Us or... Oh, yeah. Any, uh, you know, or even Horizon Zero Dawn have moments where, well, it's not scary, just equally frustrating that i'd get killed 18 times before i could move on yes with, with, with mario i've generally got made quite a lot of progress through the game yes mm-hmm. i haven't got every single coin or moon or whatever but 
through I've been moving quite rapidly through the kingdoms and, and yeah. it's a nice game to play. But um we've also been playing Mario Kart quite a lot as a family. That's been I bet that's fun. Oh yeah, that is like that we'll probably play it today. We play it every day, to be honest with you. Um I played a little bit of Crash T uh, uh what's it called? Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. Team, yeah, team racing. I'm not enjoying that as much as Mario Kart, I'll be honest yeah. with you. So have you played that? Mm-mm. It's not it's not as enjoyable as Mario Kart. Mario Kart's a lot more fun. So. Yeah, I played Mario Kart for the first time when I went to uh, LA a couple of years ago. With, I was playing with my best friend. She was like, oh my god, you've never played this? And I was like, no, I've never played this before. It was frustrating, though, for a new person. <laughs> oh, it's it, honestly, it's, it's a game that, uh, whilst I think skill and luck are a big part of Mario, so Mario Kart, you could be number one, and suddenly you could be number eight. Mm-hmm. like in position it it's just so like it is luck really because yeah you're going away you're going away all of a sudden somebody hits you with another a shell <laughs> a shell and then as you a recover stupid somebody banana else, peel yeah and then somebody yeah and then like and then you go in the corner yeah and hit banana peel it's yes yeah, it's, it's annoying so. <laughs> uh and uh, i'll be honest with you i didn't really watch too much tv um it's the week's gone by pretty quickly uh i did watch the first episode of pieces of her on netflix I've not heard uh, of that one. Oh, it's it's gonna annoy me now. Uh you'll know you'll know uh who I mean. Pieces of her. Is that new? I think it came out last year sometime. Uh hmm. stars Tony uh Coletti. Oh, Tony Colette. I love her. Yeah, oh Colette, Colette, sorry. Uh it's got a bunch of others in, but so it's very American in the sense that I don't want to ruin anything about it because this <clears> happens <throat> in the first few minutes or maybe first five minutes. Mother and daughter in a cafe. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you, I didn't really like initially it wasn't grabbing me, pulling me in. Within a few minutes of them being in the cafe, somebody walks in, shoots and kills three people within the cafe Mm -hmm. and i I know that in america this is stuff that does happen quite like on a normal day and um uh yeah so then but then that event triggers it's like a domino effect Mm -hmm. and so tony claire and her family that the event triggers things within their own family i don't want to say anymore i don't want to ruin it because i uh it brings things from the past shall mm-hmm. we say um yeah so it, i finished the first episode uh, literally about two days ago and i was like this is actually really good like so i, I would say if you're interested in a, a mystery thriller mm-hmm. style show it's it's definitely up there so okay well i mean um, i'll put it on my watch list i have so I know, much I know. other stuff on there i know i know it's like <laughs> me, me and you are the same there's so many things to watch or read or whatever yeah like, um and then the only thing i read because i am part of my resolution trying to make more time to read in did read a couple of nightwing comics but i sat down friday evening and read it's been on my shelf for probably a year or two joker by brian azarello mm-hmm. it's um very appropriate series. for our episode this week one of the reasons i deliberately read it so yeah. it follows a joker that's very similar in the vein of heath ledger's joker i would say 
is in appearance and kind of mannerisms and mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of Joker. More of a gangster style Joker. Uh, there's okay. some extremely dark moments in there. And it's done from the perspective of uh, a guy who wants to essentially be the Joker, picks him up from prison. Joker's just walked out of prison. Like the Joker's ever going to get let out. Yeah. Like the Joker just walks on out <laughs> the gates, etc. Uh, this guy you know, is called, becomes his driver and he's confident, whatever. And, you know, he kind of wants to be him. And then as the story goes on, he starts to see actually the Joker is not this gang, not just a gangster, just will do crazy things that nobody could even think of. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a scene where the Joker just brutally kills two people for no reason. And, like, even I was like, that's damn, that's extremely dark and that, that at that point i think his driver sort of realized uh you know, he's not really who i want to be and um but yeah it was, it was a good it's a good story really well written the art is really good like mm-hmm. um it's self it's self-contained i mean it's self-contained obviously in the sense that you know you'd have to know who the joker was to pick it up but yeah i think most people even comic book fans know yes. who the joker is so it's even people that aren't comic book fans know who the joker is yes so. thanks jack nicholson <laughs> uh what about yourself did any any catching up or any anything no nothing fun i did a lot of sort of i'm taking a couple of different um courses right now so i did some classes after work but other than that nothing fun not yet i might do some reading once we're done recording this this episode today but it's just been like getting back into the groove of work and starting up some classes so (laughs) boring Um... boring Oh, no, no, no worries. Well, maybe next weekend. Maybe next yeah. weekend. Um, <laughs> right. No, there was nothing newsworthy that really jumped out at me this week. Mm. As we've said before, we're only going to sort of shout out news that kind of grabs our attention. Not going to, um, uh, you know, we're not going to just sit here all, all day and read out every single headline we see. Yeah. Uh, right. Okay. Those days so, are past us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Um, Hold on two seconds while I bring this up. Um, I think I think Mark has some uh, trivia in store. Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I can tell you ahead of time. If it's Joker trivia, I'm not going to do too hot. <laughs> okay, so this is jo- Joker trivia. Right, okay, I just wanted to check something. Right, okay. Um, are you ready? So, there's ten questions. Okay. Found online, uh, superherequizzes.com, forward slash joker dash quiz. (laughs) Right. Anyway, uh, number one, what year did the Joker make his comic book debut? If I had to guess, I don't know, 1953. Remember remember the uh, first ever episode of Geeks on Niche? What did we cover? We did do Joker. 80th anniversary, remember? Oh, I mean, yeah, my math is not so great. So, 40 something, 1940 something. <laughs> oh, it's, you're getting better. Right. Okay. Not, literally 1940. So okay. Okay. <laughs> the Joker made his comic debut in 1940. His first appearance was in Batman number one, which was released in April 1940. Man, oh, man. Uh, so, uh, naturally, this came out one year. After Batman made his comic book debut, so, so they've Batman. been neck and neck forever. So, but so Batman was <clears> a year <throat> previously. Um, I'm going to assume it was in Detective Comics, right? Okay, so um, 
Oh, okay. It says here as well, fun fact, Batman number one was also the comic book debut of Catwoman. Oh, wow. I didn't realize Catwoman was that old as well. Okay. So what is the real name of Jack Nicholson's Joker from the Batman? Different name from the film that we have, name we have in this film. I don't remember. Jack Napier. Oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> it also said that the movie made $411 million at the worldwide box office. Fun fact, that is the first film I remember seeing in theatres. I remember I saw it in theatres. I saw Master of the Universe in theatres. Oh, jeez. Jeez. <laughs> um, I saw Roger Rabbit, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I do remember seeing Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Those are some of the first films I saw in theaters. So, oh, I saw the um, animated Transformers movie. That was also one of the first films I saw. I can't remember which one was the first one, but it was all of those. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> the Joker was created by Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and no clue. <laughs> I know, I know. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Okay, so the Joker was created by Bill Kane, Bob, K- sorry, Bill Finger, Bob Kane, and Jerry Robinson. I don't recognize that third name. I know the first two. Uh, so Finger and Kane also created Batman. Mm-hmm. And Finger, Kane, and Robinson also created Robin. Hmm. Okay. True or false here? Heath Ledger won an Oscar for his portrayal of the Joker in The Dark Knight. Did he posthumously win an Oscar? I don't remember. I'm going to say True. This is true, it says. Heath Ledger did win an Oscar, and it was the best supporting actor. Who accepted uh, on his behalf? I, I don't know. It doesn't say. Uh, hmm. Ledger, Ledger was, I assume, that they would do something like a family member. But right, Ledger, it says here, Ledger was uh, widely praised for his portrayal of the character, which that, that is true. Yeah. I remember that. Okay. So this question I'm going to ask you now, I, I'll be honest with you, I'd forgotten all about it, but I okay. did remember it. I did remember it. Um, but if you'd have asked me, I wouldn't remember only by reading. <laughs> only okay. by reading it. Okay. Who was the Joker's original sidekick in the comics? His original sidekick in the comics? Joker had a yeah. sidekick? Uh I have no idea. Gaggy, aka Gagsworth, a Gagsworthy. <laughs> Would never have known that. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh man, I'm doing terrible. I think okay. I've only got one so far. All right, which okay, this one I know you're gonna do well on. Um which big name so which big name voices the Joker in the Batman animated series? Mark Hamill, Luke yeah. Skywalker himself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is literally <laughs> is it. So. Okay, so uh, I did know this as well, but I'm, I'm going to make an assumption you don't know. Okay, but... let's see. So the Joker has adopted aliases in the past in the comics. Uh, which alias does he adopt? And it begins with an R. No clue. Red Hood. But Red Hood is an actual character. Yeah, I know, I know, but the Red Hood has been also been used by different people as well. So, yeah. Um, 
So the Joker did adopt the Red Hood in Detective Comics 168, which came out in February 1951. Oh, I guess I'm thinking of that movie where Jensen Ackles was the voice of Batman under the Red Hood. That's a really good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, really yeah. Good one. That's based off a storyline, which uh, was in the comics. So, yeah. Uh, anyway, who played the Joker in the 1966 to 68 Batman TV series? The only name I know from that series is at well, two names Adam West and um, Eartha Kitt. So, Batman and Catwoman, I don't know anybody else. So, Cesar Romario. Okay. Okay. Played the Joker in the TV series. The show ran for three seasons, had 120 total episodes. Romero, Romario appeared in 22 of them. So. Right, okay. So what is the real name? Uh, I'll be honest, you should know this. What is the real name of Jacqueline Phoenix's Joker from the Joker film, which we're going to discuss in a bit? Uh, Joaquin Phoenix's character's real name? Arthur Fleck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, is that how you say his name? Sorry. Joaquin, uh, yes. Yeah, sorry. I've literally been saying that wrong for a, for a long time. <laughs> uh, anyway, Arthur Fleck is the real name, uh, uh, which also is from The Killing Joke, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right, okay. So what is the name of the silent film that helped inspire the creation of the Joker's character? I'll be honest, I didn't know this. So. No, I have no idea. The Man Who Laughs is the silent film that inspired the creation of the Joker character. Huh. So, yeah. That is the end of this quiz. I think I got three. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So, that that is uh, the end of this. So, we're going to jump straight into our movie. We've we've actually, just so listeners, watchers, me and Jasmine have not compared notes. We. This is one of the first times we actually don't know what each other think about this film. Like yeah. we've, sometimes we've watched something text each other like briefly or yeah. like, even even like a minute or two before recording. I said, no, let's not do it. So, right. As we mentioned, this is based off of films that have been created by the people we just mentioned in our quiz. Mm-hmm. Obviously DC um, and throughout the film, obviously based on just generally DC characters. Mm-hmm. It's written by Todd Phillips and Scott Silver. It's directed by Todd Phillips. <clears throat> starring, how do you say it? Joaquin. Joaquin. Mm-hmm. Joaquin. Uh, so I did not know that. Uh, Phoenix, Robert De Niro, Zazie Beetz, Francis Conroy. Uh, it is produced by Todd Phillips. I thought this was interesting. Bradley Cooper was one of the uh, producers. They have a production company together. Oh, so I didn't know they that. started, uh, they became friends when they worked on The Hangover because Todd Phillips was a director. And then uh, okay. they became closer friends in the sequels for the hangover and then they started the production company together so yeah how, how weird is that you would have thought dc wouldn't have uh, been too keen on handing out producer credits <laughs> so um also think how well bradley cooper's done since being in alias the tv series was he an alias yeah yeah he was yeah the first season I don't remember. Anyway, uh producer, <clears throat> producers also include Emma Tillinger Kozkov uh, and Walter Hamada. This was released in October 2019. Running time is 122 minutes. Budget was just under 70 million US dollars. Box office, it made a whopping 1 billion US dollars. Which is insane for an R-rated film. That is yeah. that is an insane turnaround for an R-rated film. That's characters though, isn't it? Like the Joker, how, yeah. how well known he is. So... Right, okay, so this awards-wise, 
122 wins, 239 nominations. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah, this uh, was very highly praised. So for the Academy <laughs> Awards, two Oscars here. Um, best performance as an actor in a leading role. Obviously, Phoenix won that. Uh, best achievement in music written for a motion picture. So, I, I, yeah, I didn't even think about it, to be honest, like music-wise. Yeah. Right, BAFTAs. I'm not going to read out all of these, just a couple. BAFTAs, leading actor, Phoenix again, uh, music, and also casting. I so didn't even know best casting was a category. Oh, I didn't know that either. Wow. Uh, um, yeah, so, right, okay. So, yeah, just, I mean, that's just some of the awards, but there, there yeah. is many awards given out for this film. Mm-hmm. Phoenix did really well in terms of how much he mobbed up. But um, do you want to summarise the movie at all? So, quick, quick summary here. It is a film about a mentally troubled stand-up comic who embarks on a downward spiral that leads to the creation of this iconic DC villain. Yeah. So before we jump into the uh, the movie review, I thought it was quite a good idea just to, like our, uh, I guess our familiarity with the Joker. Mm-hmm. So let's be honest, he's a character we know about from the 1960s television show. He's familiar in terms of the comic books we've read animated series like used like the batman animated show mm-hmm. and um you cannot be just, familiar with batman if you are not familiar with the joker like they go hand yeah. in hand oh definitely um so is there anything you want to talk about specifically in terms of your own familiarity maybe anything you've enjoyed previously whether it's read or watched or anything like that or... i think the biggest thing i've always liked about the joker was that his background was like shrouded in mystery right yeah, it, it yeah. was always like you never really knew there were always these different storylines in the comics everybody had a different take on his backstory but like essentially with every iteration of the joker that was in pop culture not necessarily just in the comics but like in the films as well we never get into joker's background we never have an understanding of what turned him into this super villain mm. and i think that is what as i have always liked about the joker was that you never really knew who he was you could only take him at face value um <clears throat> So for a character like that, I always thought that he was a really good villain because he was so unpredictable. Um, Mm -hmm. And honestly, even as a kid, like watching the first Tim Burton Batman films, like I never cared what the Joker's background was. I didn't like that. I had no interest in learning about why he became the person that he was. But I always thought that he was a really good villain because he defied like logic. Right. Mm-hmm. So you you couldn't just put him in a box and and predict that he was going to do X, Y and Z. Um, and so I thought that that was always really cool about him. Um, and it's coincidentally, one of the things that I dislike the most about this film is that, like, they're trying to give us a background on the Joker. And I don't care. I don't care how he got to the point that he's at. Like, I like the Joker as a villain. I don't give a shit about the Joker's background or his history or his childhood or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I guess I think with my familiarity, I've been reading, like, I think Batman comics on and off since the nineties. Um, so yes, I've gone, I've gone through periods of time where I've stuck with it and dipped out again. Uh, <clears throat> in terms of my familiarity, um, big storylines for me include death in the family uh the killing joke the three jokers <clears throat> the various other 
sort of comic iterations. The Killing Joke we've reviewed on our podcast as well. Yeah, but I enjoy uh, Death in the Family much more than The Killing Joke. Yeah, I, I prefer so I prefer the Three Jokers storyline as well um, to The Killing Joke. The Killing Joke is kind of out of those sort of big ones, uh, kind of my least favorite. But mm. I, I really like. So what I liked about the Three Jokers was it was kind of uh, a sequel to The Killing Joke. So The Killing Joke is kind of half in continuity half not so mm-hmm. they've taken they've taken the incident with barbara gordon getting shot but they kind of don't address anything else that happened in that book yeah um and then with the three jokers actually is pretty much a direct follow-up to that and within the killing joke and the three jokers they do again give the joker a little bit of backstory so but within the main continuity we still never ever found out much about the joker who he is mm-hmm. so i guess it's like it's there if you want that origin as a comic book fan if you want that origin arthur fleck the killing joke even the three jokers is kind of your origin but generally speaking they don't give an origin mm-hmm. so uh and like you that's kind of how i've always accepted it that we yeah. don't really have an origin you've got the origin in the killing joke if you want it and um, because it's kind of they don't really necessarily always bring it in they bring mm-hmm. barbara gordon getting shot and in a wheelchair over but they don't never bring anything else across mm-hmm. uh the three jokers was like a natural successor and the last few pages very much do tie into the killing joke so uh i didn't realize you'd read death in the family um yeah so uh <clears throat> in terms of obviously like movies i've watched all the batman films mm-hmm. so he's ledger's appearance was phenomenal and i i really love the fact that we didn't know who Heath Ledger's joker was mm-hmm. we won't talk about those films now because that will no doubt get covered on this podcast. Um, <laughs> one film I really think we should cover on this podcast is the Lego Batman movie. Uh, and, uh, Joker was hilarious. Yes. So, Will Arnett is surprisingly a really good Batman oh, too. Oh, oh, Will Arnett was <laughs> hilarious as Batman. Anyway, we won't talk about that. We won't ruin it. But the Joker for me, if you think about some of his early days in the comics, and I can even remember reading comics of the Joker in the 90s, they've definitely progressed this Joker to a much darker mm-hmm. place. And initially he was introduced as more of a, yeah, a, campy, a, a, villain. Crim, a cr- campy criminal villain. Yeah. And probably, but I think that's just a sign yeah. of the times, though. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there's no way a campy villain would ever be taken seriously now. Mm-mm. He would he would be a real... Like, if they had not... <clears throat> made him as dark and twisted in these current times he would be considered a more of a d-level villain he would right. not be taken seriously but yeah. now they've progressed him and just kind of shown how unstable he is yeah, yeah. and i think the three jokers is definitely worthwhile reading because it covers essentially all it covers different types of jokers that we have seen mm-hmm. over the years uh so i i, I for me obviously i just like everybody very familiar with him. Um, I don't think I've ever seen the Batman animated series, but maybe on this podcast, one day we'll cover it. If we've said we're going to cover all TV shows and films, maybe. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Wait, did you just say you have never watched Batman, the animated series? Maybe like one episode or something, but I've never like followed it. What? What? (laughs) Hold on. Time, Time out. How? 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 I just don't think I did. Like I, wa- I watched those things, like Spider-Man the animated series, X-Men the animated series. I, I don't even know because they did. I don't know how I can be friends with you, Mark. 
I, I think they did a <laughs> Superman animated series as well. I don't think I watched yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, okay, that we, that needs to be a whole thing. There's one day we'll cover it. I uh, I have all of them um, on DVD. That's how old they are. And then like if well, that means you've never seen Batman Beyond either. I've never seen Batman Beyond either. Oh so. my god! Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> one day we'll cover it on here. I'm sure you'll make me. Yes. So. <laughs> now now that is my absolute. Do you know goal. what? Thinking back as a kid, I think I didn't like the style of the animation. Oh, and God. now now I'm probably a lot more amenable to it. But I think as a kid I didn't like that style of animation, so I just didn't watch it. Guys, I am shocked. I, I like for those of you that are just listening, <laughs> you can't see my face, but I am shocked. <laughs> this is this is all news to me. <laughs> Not well received news. Seriously, but... like I, I'm looking at my bookcase and at my autographed copy from Kevin Conroy of the first season of Batman the Animated Series. I cannot believe, I cannot believe you have never seen Batman the Animated Series, Mark. No, no, I think I've watched because um, wasn't the Mask of Phantasm? Yes. What like connected to that? I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that, but other than that, I don't think I've watched <sighs> anything. Okay, we're building that into the schedule this year. This year, you yes. want to get some, somehow watch how many seasons of Batman the Animated Series are there? Four. How many episodes a season? Like twenty, uh, twenty-two or something. They're twenty minutes, twenty-two minutes. Uh, it might have to be like twelve episodes, uh, twelve episodes for each podcast. Or something oh like darn! <laughs> I think I'm about to get through twenty-two right, animated. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, we'll take that offline and yeah. let you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway right okay so, so I, I mean so my thoughts on him as a character because i think it's important before we go and chat about the character i think we've seen many variations of this character over the yes. years and he has definitely evolved from a campy even jack nicholson's version was campy yes wasn't uh, whilst he again killed people mm-hmm. and then we saw the horrific heath ledger version which was gangsterish. Mm-hmm. we then saw um <laughs> Oh. Jared Leto. So, yeah, I literally had to pause for a minute. Jared Leto <laughs> and his version, which, let's be honest, it's another side of the Joker. Yeah. You know, the the, the yeah. gangster side, which we, we saw a bit of that in, you know, The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was, a, that was where you get it done well with Jared Leto's one, unfortunately. It was one we do it badly. Yeah. Unfortunately, I just think Jared Leto is not a very good actor. And whilst that film equally wasn't very good, he, they gave a not very good role and a badly written role to someone that isn't a very good actor. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it makes it makes him worse. <laughs> uh, there you go. Um, And I'm sure we will continue to see people <laughs> play the Joker well over the years. I think people yeah. will. I think people will have seen Jared Leto's performance and think, "I can't do that. I need to do." Because Heath Ledger showed us what a good Joker looks like, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm talking about before I watch this film, right? So, I think, yeah, like you say, Joker is a, a sign, of, a sign of the times has very much evolved, <clears> and <throat> you know, and with each kind of movie or tv show we get a, a either a toned down or a toned up version like you say mm-hmm. the, the, the animated series the lego movie they're clearly not going to walk around murdering people yeah. so um anyway um 
because I know you've dabbled in the comics and stuff. Was the death of death in the family one of your favorite stories with the Jokers? Um, yeah, because it tied into the animated film of Under the Red Hood, and I thought Under the Red Hood was a really nice sort of iteration of a version of the Joker. Um, so I I I enjoyed it. I mean, I I like the uh, uh, revenge is one of my favorite like tropes. So that's par- part of the reason why I liked Under the Red Hood so much. Um, just like Robin on a uh, on this revenge mission that so he's so deep into it that even Batman can't pull him back from the brink. Um, so I think one of my favorites was Death in the Family. It was Scott Snyder and uh, Greg <clears throat> Capullo. Did you read that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so. Uh, that that for me was just like phenomenal. It was just brilliant when they when they sort of did all the new fifty two line of comics. They were mm. not that great, um, but the Batman ones were stand out. That story was incredible. Just seeing like how he had that face cut, like he put some like another face over his own, mm. like yeah. And that's what I mean. The sign of the times were in those kind of comics would never have been acceptable in the seventies or the eighties. Of course, like, that's too dark. Way too dark. That's what you know. At the time, we had the comic book. Yeah. Uh, was it the comic uh, code authority or something that would approve yes. essentially saying that comics were okay for kids to read mm-hmm. those would not have been approved <clears throat> at all. yeah so i remember they, they actually i remember when i used to buy comics they had those on they've taken those away now so anyway let's talk about the movie all right i want I, you go first just summarize your thoughts on this film i didn't really see a point for this film i uh, just yeah. like why 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 did we why is this the story that we told um is pretty much what i was thinking the whole time i was watching it like i i guess like if i if i pull apart the film and i'm looking at it just as a film perspective like it's paced well it's <clears throat> it's well acted um the the tone is right like it's a well made film if you just look at it from a film perspective, but like, as far as me, the viewer enjoying the film, I did not, I did not enjoy the experience of watching this movie. Um, There were just a lot of choices that I didn't understand. Um, Like, especially. You mean choices? You didn't understand choices of the, the the directors and writers made or or the characters made no that the directors and like behind the scenes the people pulling the strings the choices some of the choices that they made like i was really i i understand the whole zazie beats part like i understand his delusion about her but like to to pull the audience along the way that they did i it it set the tone for me that i was really pissed off from the very beginning of the film because i was like there is no way, there is no way that this woman would ever be interested in this man. Like, it's not possible. And so for the whole, like, I don't know, first two thirds of the film, when you see them together, I'm just like, this is stupid. Like, there, there is absolutely no reason for her to even entertain him as a mm-hmm. partner. And then sure enough, by the end, you realize that he's delusional and he's made all of that up in his head. But you don't know that. And so like, it was just like one of those things where as I'm watching the film, I'm like, who fucking wrote this? Like, this is awful. This is an awful portrayal of women. And just like, 
you're you're not giving this character any value at all. And so the payoff of that being all a delusion just felt so trite. Um and I just I I don't know. I I I liked some of the elements. Like I liked that we got to see Thomas Wayne actually have lines and a speaking role, which we usually never ever get to hear Thomas Wayne at all in mm-hmm. any of the iterations of any of the Batman movies that we've seen. Um, so it was nice to see the Waynes, you know, before the whole alleyway scene. Um, but I just, it really got to the point where it was just like, I don't, I don't care. Like this guy had a shitty life. So what? Like you had a shitty life. How many other people have shitty lives that don't go around doing what you did? Yeah, I think, well, <clears throat> okay, so the Zazzy, Zazzy Beats thing, I, I, I'd be honest with you, once they kind of said that was part of the delusion, I did accept it. Uh, <clears throat> I was a little bit... I was I relieved, know. for sure. Because, like, I'm telling you, I was like, there's no way, there's no way this woman would ever be with that man. Like, yeah, I, know, no I, kept, like I kept questioning, like, why would this woman keep showing interest in him? Like, mm-hmm. I just... I was questioning that, but then, but then that did fit because throughout the film they did show many things that he was delusional over. I think so. With this, I've tried to separate out quite a lot in terms of my thoughts on it. As a film, it's well done. Mm-hmm. So it's well written. I'd agree with well, that. It's well, well done film. It's a well done film. It's well written, well acted. It's paced well. Um, you know, there's so much that's it sounds bad there's so much right with how they've made the film mm-hmm. like as in they put it together well like when i yes. i didn't you know i watched it continuously i didn't <clears> break <throat> i didn't break i wasn't distracted i didn't pick up my it phone. is a textbook definition like, of a well-made film but that doesn't yeah. mean you have to enjoy it no so then to take that aside did i enjoy the film i've enjoyed parts of the film mm-hmm. i didn't enjoy the film itself by the time the film finished i was like Initial thoughts that came to me was it wasn't really a single character for me to get behind and root for. It's a very unusual film in that sense. There was no, you know, good guy, so to speak, to mm-hmm. to, 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 to root for. Um, but then that isn't what this film was. So that's why right. it's very unusual in <clears> a <throat> sense. Um, yes, okay, we do have other vigilante and bad guy type films out there. But even then, um, I think sometimes you can see their cause. Mm-hmm. But this guy had no cause um so then my other separation kind of like a you know well well done film and then you know like i say uh it was quite really if i'm something of a depressing film by the end of it i was kind of just yeah. really sullen and depressed watch it you know i'm kind of glad i watched it on my own it wouldn't have been a film my wife would have enjoyed uh, um no. so and then and then <clears throat> the other part of me you know this backstory of the joker so i've read obviously the, the killing joke which gave us a version of a backstory this is a different version with the same name of arthur fleck mm-hmm. now this version is a bit like where they try to do this in modern day times give us a reasoning and a purpose behind the character as to why they are who they are right. like if we take heath ledger's joker for instance we have no backstory ever we right. just you know he he obviously clearly did have a horrific yeah uh, he mentioned a couple of things but we don't actually see it and he uses them as like butts of his jokes which is fine 
when the character itself is is the one that is giving you the story but yeah. for the directors and writers to give me a villain backstory this is not this ain't it like yeah so so that so that backstory itself of the joker okay fine they <clears throat> wanted to tell this story okay mm-hmm. fine it's an unnecessary story to tell but they've told it and so then what i'm trying to do is say okay i accept they've told it so i watched and i've received it <laughs> so my thoughts on on this story that i've now received are okay it's finished and yes i do feel sorry for him now like that if that's your intention i i do feel sorry for the joker i feel sorry for him in terms of the life that he he got given you know his mum clearly had a lot of trouble and problems and the system didn't recognize that and didn't deal with that and allowed a child to be in you know the you know, arthur fleck to be in the, the sort of the upbringing of somebody that had her own problems uh you know they mentioned about tied to a radiator and other things so this child has obviously been you know an, from an abusive family and a delusional mom who had her own mental illnesses he obviously had his own mental illnesses and there was a scene obviously when he was with his um uh support worker where she said the, the system doesn't care about me the system doesn't care about you and even he says how am i going to get my medication now and you see instances throughout this movie that lead to where he's got to. <clears throat> I don't, obviously don't agree because I'm sure there are plenty of mental Ill, 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 mentally ill people out there that don't get to that stage. And, um, you know, I, I look, I'll put up front, I don't know that enough about mental health. You know, I'm not a mental health expert. You know, I'm not likely to probably sit down and read mental health books or educate myself as much as probably you should. I'm definitely someone who's now in his 40s recognizes it and probably I'm probably a lot more understanding than I would have been in my 20s or teenagers mm-hmm. like because of but that that comes of age so um you know, I, I come across I come across many people that have problems and you know always try if you see someone out and about try to give support you know etc uh where I can or not just mentally ill people just vulnerable people in general you know if they if they need support obviously try to give provide help if you can but the system ultimately fails a lot of people not just the joke it's not designed to help people no the system hasn't been designed to help people and there are a lot of people out there um that do that do struggle and mm-hmm. they they or they or they try as best as they can to take away uh the tools because <laughs> mm-hmm. they don't want to spend the money on of people course. essentially <clears throat> people with problems just cost the system money and yep. don't make don't make money so um so we're, we're we're kind of relying on our government or wealthy people like uh, the elon musks of the world to make donations yeah. i mean i get uh, and i get that that is what they're like that's a story that they're telling. I get that, but like in the context of the character of the Joker, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like I don't care that he had a shitty childhood. Like I, I was never interested in seeing what made him into the villain that he was. And I think by layering the film in, like to me, it's almost that, like the filmmakers are saying, "How could he have been anything else?" Mm-hmm. And I think that that that's that's not the point that shouldn't be the point of this character specifically yeah yeah and no, i agree like i i remember watching ray donovan and um, did, did you ever watch ray donovan? love ray donovan such a so show do you, 
Do you remember when they did the storyline in which they, um, so Ray Donovan was someone who didn't give a shit, would kill mm-hmm. people, would, you know, he was a fixer. He did whatever he could to fix, you know, and he was quite ruthless with it. You know, he did, you know, he, whatever he had to do to get the job done, he did it, whether it was burying bodies, whatever it was. And then they suddenly, like two, three seasons in, I can't remember, suddenly give this whole backstory of how he was, had a whole messed up childhood. He was sexually abused, you know, and, and basically this was the reasoning behind who he is. And I was like, I don't really care. Like, I don't, you know, I do care. That's horrible. Like, obviously, that is horrible. But I was quite happy to accept Ray Donovan. As being just as, a sociopath. Like, yeah, yeah, as a sociopath. What, what is so bad about that? Because sometimes you get sociopaths who are just sociopaths. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, like, you don't need to have the context behind why. Right. Um, right. Some, there are, but equally, because there are people in the world that are literally just sickos sociopaths sociopaths, whatever name you know that want to just commit murder Mm -hmm. sexually abuse other people and they've had nothing wrong with their childhood they've had like literally they've almost had like the perfect childhood you know Mm -hmm. you there's there's plenty of stories out there where you can look it up where they've had a nice normal mum and dad family church Mm -hmm. on sundays but they you know they're killing killing rabbits or dogs or whatever and and they just want to take it to the next level and you know and they've literally had nothing wrong with them and um and so obviously it was felt when they wrote the killing joke but also for this movie that actually we need to give the joker a backstory um so look you know they've made a backstory i've watched it and yes okay i think it was a really well done film i've you know there's a lot that they've done well you know the acting was phenomenal the script was really well done you know i even liked the cinematography i liked the settings and everything like that you know the world of gotham that we got to see from this point of view because obviously yeah. when we go to gotham we normally get to see it from bruce wayne's point of view mm-hmm. uh or catwoman's point of view we've rarely ever got to see it from the bottom right. and this is what we've got to see was the mm-hmm. bomb um and, and i thought that was good to get that different view um yeah okay the mental health stuff giving him that background by the time the film finished you know i walked away thinking i feel sorry for him and it it has kind of given me a little bit of a different view of the world now i think in terms of actually there are many people out there that that the system doesn't care about Mm -hmm. and yes okay they're not all going to go down this road but there will be some people that have gone down a really bad path because the system has let them down yeah and but i I think for like an iconic villain that's sending the wrong message like i don't want to think of my you know my version of the joker as some guy who was made this way because society mistreated him like i prefer to think of joker as like this guy was fucked up like period and because of his own intentions and his own you know whatever like he chose to do the things that he did i don't want to think of the joker as a victim and Hmm. that's why he's done what he's done like that's not as exciting to me. That's that's just not as exciting of a backstory for a villain to be like, I mean, that's so cliche too. Hmm. Like, oh no, you were abused and now you're abusing other people. Well, yeah, no shit. Like hurt people hurt people, right? Like we all get hmm. that. I just, for a villain as iconic as Joker, there there was just no reason to give him such a like generic human backstory. We didn't need that. Um, okay, so every episode we always talk about favorite characters, mm-hmm. and this is the one thing we did discuss before the film was yeah. it was difficult. So, but there are okay. So I think when we choose a favorite character, most of the films you look at do have 
sometimes even five or six characters that you could pin on and you know there was yeah. always, you know, always like the hero or heroes or somebody kind of root for the underdog yeah and in this movie there is not no one the hero the underdog no so with the joker i'd almost say he's probably my least favorite because you know he, yeah. he he's a serial killer essentially like yeah. well is he a serial killer now he killed three people on the train uh he killed the the comedian is that four people maybe I mean, anymore. more than two, right? Like, what's the definition of a serial killer? Well, it has to be multiple events. So, like, you kill three people at one time. That's the one event. Those yeah. three guys on the subway. Um, so maybe, maybe he needs one more death. Well, three because yeah. he he ended up killing Bobby. So, oh yeah, yeah, the guy <laughs> in his apartment. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So, so I would say, yeah, that's a that's a serial killer. So, okay. So by the end of the film, we've got ourselves a serial killer, and yes. We, as we've discussed his life, but I would put him not in my favorite char- character category mm-hmm. of this movie. You know, you could say that, you know, <laughs> there have been appearances by the Joker, like Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger, where they've done the Joker really well. Mm-hmm. But because I guess you've had a balanced movie, you could even say sometimes Heath Ledger was my favorite character in the film. But mm-hmm. like, I think, I don't know why I'd say that because. Well, but Heath, Heath Ledger <laughs> brought a layer of depth to that character that we had not seen before i think well i think with phoenix's version of the joker he's definitely done that as well he's brought in a new layer of the joker that we've never seen before and he's and he definitely showed a lot of growth (sighs) growth to the dark side (laughs) not positive growth not positive growth but this is a bit actually do you know what that's made me think now this is a bit like the star wars prequel series isn't it you know like the growth the 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 development of Anakin Skywalker to Darth Vader. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like this film, really, isn't it? Um, I probably could have appreciated this film more if I knew that his Joker was say going to be in, you know, the sequel to the Bat- Matt-, Matt Reeves's Batman films. Like, if it was going to be that we had the Batman and the Joker come out at the same time, that would have been a cool thing to do by DC if they'd mm-hmm. have brought the Batman and the Joker out, you know, within a sort of twelve month period. And then the sequel to both films was them two combining. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously not. I would have gone behind more of that. Anyway, favorite character bit. Uh, I was struggling. Um, I think there's two characters that jump out for me. I don't know his name, but the little dwarf clown guy um, I thought was quite a nice bloke. Yeah. Um, that poor guy. Yeah, that poor guy. Lucky to be alive. Yeah, seriously. Like, <laughs> super lucky to be alive. But. I kind of liked the moment between him and the Joker. I like the fact that the Joker did kiss his head and said, you know, you were someone that was always really nice to me. And mm-hmm. he, but I liked the moment where he tried to leave and realized he couldn't reach to take the chain off the door. Yeah, but that was sad. He, he just seemed like, he was really sad and he seemed like, a, obviously it was a horrible moment. He walks in with his friend, his friend gets killed. Yeah. But he did, but I felt really sorry for him. And, he just he just seemed like a really nice guy, like and, yeah. you know. And um, but my other favorite character, who I think might be yours, is Thomas Wayne. Yeah. So I liked that Thomas Wayne came across as a bit of a badass. Like he punched the Joker in the face, which I mean, the Joker deserves far more than that. But that was after a, that was after a scene mm-hmm. uh, where he'd gone to the gates and sort of grabbed Bruce Wayne's face. And Bruce Wayne's like ten in this film. Yeah. Uh, I so I did like as well, by the way, about this film that they showed the Waynes not not massively, but I, I like the fact that we got to see Bruce Wayne as a ten year old, um, 
and that, and also that they didn't develop him beyond that gate scene, not like the Gotham TV series, which yeah. was unnecessary. Um, so I like the fact that um, we just got a small cameo of Bruce Wayne, but just to show for reference what part of the timeline we were in. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was cool. Um, but no, I love the fact that Thomas Wayne and the Joker are having a confrontation. And Thomas Wayne is just so strong, like so, so strong. And then mm-hmm. he just leaves the bathroom and punches him in the face. And I just thought I would do that too. If someone was like at my gates, like hands on my harassing child, your kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, um, But yeah, I thought I thought it was good to see a little bit more character development of Thomas Wayne. So yeah, I agree, because we never, ever get to see Thomas and Martha speak. So yeah. it was really cool to kind of see the impact that Thomas Wayne was having on Gotham and he was thinking about running for mayor and doing all this stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I enjoyed that. We got a walking, talking Thomas Wayne in this film. I, I was disappointed that the film ended with that alleyway scene though. I would have been quite mm-hmm. happy to, them to have skipped that. I didn't feel we needed that. that I mean, we know that's going to happen. Yeah. The only assumption I make on that is that they thought this film might've been a one and done. So and it, and it very well could have been. So I thought maybe they thought, oh, let's just throw that scene in. <clears throat> what I did like was that it wasn't the Joker that shot and yeah. killed killed them. I thought that would have been so cliche. It mm-hmm. would have been so awful, I think, if they'd have done that moment. But I like the fact that it was like an unknown clown. We didn't yeah. know who it was, just someone with a mask who did it. And obviously Bruce gets to live. But I thought, please, once I realised where they were going, I was like, don't let this be Phoenix's Joker. It'd be yeah. awful. Like, But his Joker's like knocked down the floor somewhere or something. So, um, But yeah, I think it was a very difficult movie to have essentially a favourite character, which mm-hmm. was all part of the film, really. This was an unusual film in that they were building the bottom end of Gotham and showing what actually the neglected gets to look like in this world of Gotham City, but actually it's a very reflection of society, isn't it? Let's be honest. Um, not everybody in the world turns into the Joker, but we do have some people that do go down extreme roads. Mm-hmm. But I think, okay, you know, so this version of the Joker was mentally ill, which played a huge part on his journey to the Joker. But if mm-hmm. you were to take mental illness out of it, you know, then it becomes choice and some people still choose to go down that road. Yeah. So, um, and I think sometimes you have to just make those choices. So, I mean, I don't, not one to judge. I can't, you know, you can't judge anyone for their choices. Everybody makes their own choices. So. Oh, I can um, judge. I can judge your choices. <laughs> like, um, trying to be nice. Like, so. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from uh, our soapboxes here. So the structure of the movie, I think we've said this at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think it was done really well. And I can see why it won awards. The acting was really good. The script was really strong. Um, I don't think there's anything I particularly would cut out of it. Um, I didn't, in, the one scene I probably didn't enjoy was when he was sort of touching Bruce Wayne's face and trying to make a little boy smile. Mm-hmm. Not, not because it was Bruce Wayne. I just didn't like the fact that this guy is sort of touching a 10 year old's face and trying to make him smile. And I know Mm -hmm. at the time he was under the delusion that might've been his brother Mm -hmm. still didn't give him the right to show up and do that. That, that scene sort of made me quite uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously my biggest scene I really didn't like was at the very end when he commit killed Robert De Niro's character. Cause I felt like Robert De Niro off stage and tried to be really nice to him. Mm -hmm. And then at the point where he found out he was a serial killer, he still actually 
wasn't being horrible to him. He was questioning him and standing up for himself and his opinions. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, he hadn't kind of, I don't know, I don't feel, he, he didn't feel like he'd talk down to him or anything like that. But, um, and then suddenly the Joker killed him, which I was really shocked. I was really shocked that that happened. Uh, I mean, I just didn't expect the gun to come out. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, I, yeah, I don't think I'd necessarily cut anything out, like I say, other than that Bruce Wayne scene. I mean, or I would have edited it to not show him touching his face and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I think they did actually really well with putting this film together. Uh, yeah, I think, again, it's a well-made film. Um, but I don't have to like it just because it's a well-made film. The the only other film that this kind of reminds me of in the sense that the film itself was done well, but like I did not enjoy the experience was mm-hmm. Requiem for a Dream. Oh, I've never seen that. Oh my God. That movie is, it's so well made, but it makes you feel like absolute dog shit by the time the movie is over. And it's just like, I watched that movie one time and I am never fucking watching that movie ever again. Like once was enough, but this movie kind of has the same effect on me. It's like, this was, a well-made film it was put together very well but the content of this film it's just blah it's it's just not something that i had any interest in it didn't it doesn't make me any more interested in the characters than i was at the very beginning like i i i like honestly like this was the first time i watched this movie and this movie came out in 2019 um like i never had any interest in seeing this movie just from the trailers from before why i didn't have interest in watching this movie is because i felt like dc at that point just seemed like they were throwing shit at a wall and trying to see what stuck mm-hmm. uh and this work you know financially did so well so you can see why actually what we'll talk about in a minute the follow-up but um for me i just felt like what is dc doing we've got mm-hmm. this dceu then we've got Matt Reeves' Batman. Then we've got this Joker film. And I was like, what are they doing? Just what? Yeah, so that's actually why I didn't watch it. My plain, my opinion wasn't even anything to do with, do we care about a Joker film? It was actually, mm-hmm. should I even care about the DCEU as a whole? Mm-hmm. Like, including that, this film with the Batman and stuff like that. I was I was just like, what is DC doing? And, um, you know, we've got the CW shows and everything. And it just felt like this just nightmare of people that just didn't know what they were doing so i was like you know what? i'm not going to watch it yeah then i've heard nothing but good things about it and when we decided we were going to work our way through you know comic book related uh tv <laughs> and movies yeah. i was like we're gonna have to do it so uh i would have watched it at some point i know i would have watched it one day have. in my life so so would you watch it again nope no i wouldn't watch one it and again. done and i don't give a shit about the sequel either uh well we'll have to watch that too <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, okay, so sequel, which I'll be honest with you, I think is unnecessary. I don't think we needed a sequel. It, it was, I was actually, when I watched it, I actually forgot there was a sequel. I was quite happy there's been a one and done. So there is a sequel. Uh, how do you say this, Joker? Well, yeah, do. Yeah, there you go. Uh, right, released, going to be released next year in October 2024, ages away. Uh, apparently, Zazie Beats is back, so <clears throat> not sure why we want to carry on going down that but I guess his delusions might get worse. I don't know. <coughs> Lady Gaga, though, is going to be back. Not back, sorry. It's going to Harleen be Quinzel. Yeah, so I'm assuming that this will also be her origin if we get to see her as a psychologist and her profession. I, I don't know how I feel. This first Joker film did not treat women well. I can't imagine it's going to do any justice to any of the women in the sequel at all. Let's see. So. Yeah, 
I don't, I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, I do hope, though, if this sequel does well, that they still they bring it to a close, that I don't need a trilogy of Joker movies. <laughs> yeah, well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it made a billion dollars. So <laughs> okay. We'll see. Ratings. Now, we go out of five. Now, I, I got to have two ratings on this one. I can't just yeah, this, one. Do you know what? That's actually literally how I feel. So I feel like, like we keep saying, well-made film. Yeah. I actually, as a well-made film, I'd give it five out of five. Like, Four and a half. Is, it's really well done. Yeah. But as to it as an enjoyable film. One and a half. Low. I was about to say two. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy how it made me feel, probably. That's probably more likely how it made me feel. But I did enjoy it as a film. It is well done. So mm-hmm. five out of five there. Two out of five for how it made me feel. So. I'm four and a half on it being a well-made film, and I'm one and a half on it being okay. entertaining. So I'm slightly above you on both. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, next episode. One of my <laughs> favorites. Uh, we're going for something completely different. Yeah. Uh, we can tell you about the next two two weeks if you want to watch ahead. So next week we're going to be doing Spawn. Yes. And then the week after we're going to be doing Jonah Hex. <laughs> I've never seen Jonah Hex. Oh, man. It is, to me, on par with, like, Ghost Rider. Like, it is DC's version of Ghost Rider. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, you can follow us on social media. We're geeks and niched everywhere. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. But people seem to love us mainly on Instagram. We love Instagram. Come hang out. Um, Instagram seems to be join in. Yeah, so go on. Yeah, I mean, you can also get this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Google, Podbean, Apple, Spotify. We are everywhere. So please leave us a five-star review and tell your geeky friends. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We appreciate it. Look, have a good week and uh, a good journey. Good journey. Bye.